Welcome to the Numbers Podcast, where we explore the depths of emotion through poetry. I'm your host, Isaac Paredes. I'm an author and scientist with a passion for writing poetry to help people realize they are never alone, no matter how alone they may feel. So without further ado, let us begin. You are beautiful. No words can describe the Eden within. The blossoming flowers sprouting from your soul, the way your heart beats to the rhythm of a summer storm. You are perfect. Your eyes sing symphonies of dreams yet to flourish, with a smile painting a canvas to match, a mind working 24-7 to work off the hurt while you cry alone underneath the smiles and laughs. Even when you take off that mask, you're the sunshine to the morning sky, the warmth in the middle of July. You're the first rain after a season of drought. You are much more than your doubts. Stay strong, be proud, smile all you can, and be just as loud. Let that fire burn bright, especially when it's not allowed. Always be yourself, truly, even if you need to fight and shout. Continue being perfectly imperfect in the beautiful way only you know how. This poem in itself is the pure embodiment of inner beauty. Have you ever noticed that when you speak to your friends, speak to a significant other, or even sometimes speak to yourself, you seldom find a way to highlight the good. Your significant other, they can be insecure about a whole number of things. But to you, they're pure gold. Sometimes the only thing you can see are the better parts of them. But now I ask, what do you see when you look within? I'm guilty of it too. I look in the mirror and the first thing I notice are the negatives. The first thing I notice are the things I want to change rather than the things I should be celebrating. And yet at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you are your best fan. You are your own cheerleader. You can be in front of a crowd of millions of people. They can be cheering your name. But moments later, you can be alone in a room, stuck, unsure, maybe even crying, wondering why you're still in pain. But when you really think about it, you wake up every morning, you make every movement throughout the day, thinking and wondering why you aren't doing it a better way. A lot of people put themselves down without actually celebrating themselves for the beautiful, strong, resilient, and smart people everyone is, truly. 
and everyone always has the potential to be even better. But if your goal is to truly become a better person, in whatever form of the definition of that term you want to use, you have to know where you're starting. Sure, it's good to know where, you ha where your flaws are, but where you start isn't only the negative. You have to know the holistic picture of you. And the best way and only way to do that is to not only focus on the negatives, but focus on what makes you an entirely whole person. The good, the bad, the sad, the laughs, everything. So I invite you, to, let's do a little bit of a homework assignment. Every morning when you wake up, think of five things. Just five. That you like about yourself. It could be anything. Five qualities you like about yourself. Every single morning, explore those five things. And then every single time you find yourself spiraling down that rabbit hole of negativities, think back to that list. You're more than your doubts. So just stay strong and be proud. Now on to the next poem. I am drained. All of the love I had to give was siphoned away by the life I'm forced to live. You are the past I once wanted to enjoy and the future of two bridges destined to be destroyed. I'm tired. I fall for the wrong people every time and my heart is collateral, taking the shrapnel of the explosive landing after they catch someone else. I'm more than my heart aches. I'm more than my momentary sadness. I'm more than the love I'm never able to give. I'm more. I promise. But go ahead. Leave. I'm used to being alone. I'm tired of trying to fight gravity. I'm tired of not letting go. I'm tired of breaking heart and bone over someone who can't even call over someone who doesn't even care, over someone who has my heart, over someone that's never there. So I wrote this poem at a time when I personally was going through a pretty rough breakup. In my heart and in my mind, I felt that I gave as much as I could. Now, of course, I'm not saying I was perfect. <laughs> Nobody's ever perfect in relationships. But at that time, between the gaslighting and the anxiety and everything pointing towards one direction for me, I got tired of loving somebody who didn't want to love me back. I got tired of always being anxious 
and never being reassured. I just got tired of trying so hard for something that obviously was just not going to work. And a lot of people, you fall into that trap. It's a very easy thing to fall into because you don't fall in love with the person. You fall in love with the idea of the person, the ideal version of that person, because you see it. You see all of the good they can bring forward. You see all of their amazing qualities. You see it and you're like, this person is perfect. But in that love, you blind yourself to all of the red flags that should be focused on. You blind yourself to the fact that they don't reassure you. You blind yourself to the fact that they don't care about your anxieties. You blind yourself to the fact that they don't want to have a conversation about things that would make you feel better. They don't care. You blind yourself to the fact that they do not care as much as you do. It's in those moments where the only way to really get out is to be pushed to the edge where you're so exhausted, so tired that you don't even have the energy to be blinded by it anymore. And there's a beautiful thing in those moments that happens where you find yourself worth enough to move on. But in that beauty, there's another side to the coin. Because once you're done with that situation, once you are out of that hell, it almost feels like you can never love the same way again. It feels like you're trying to clog up every bleeding hole in your heart. It feels like you're trying to fix a dam with toothpicks. But I will say one thing. There always is that one person that will make you forget everything. There is always that one person who will come up and make you forget every single last heartache you've ever experienced. And I feel that I feel like that is the beauty behind love. On to the next. Listening to the ticking of that clock reminded me of the last night I heard your heart. The beating on tempo, the warmth to my ear, the white noise that followed as the day you left neared. I still look at that clock to this day and remember the way you smiled, the way you smiled when things went wrong, the way you dragged this heart through hell. I look at that clock and get lost in the past, get lost in the face you always made, the way your eyes always looked sad. This clock will eventually stop ticking but these memories will always last. I wrote this poem on a bit of a touchy topic.
most every single one of my poems have something to do with love. But in my exploration of that sentiment, I began to realize that one of the scariest things, one of the worst feelings in the world would be when the person you love passes away. And this could be family, friend, lover. But it feels like that void just would never be filled. And this poem was written with that in mind. That setting, that symbolism behind just sitting alone at night when you're supposed to be at your most peaceful. Staring at the clock, remembering every single last memory you had with that person up until the day they left. And at these points in time, you seldom ever just remember the good because love is a spectrum. Love is the good, the bad, the sad, the laughs. Love is everything. To be put in a position where you miss the person to the extent that you think actively about all the bad things they did and can't help but smile I think there's no deeper emotion than that. You think of everything. Their smile, their laugh, that argument you guys had. And the thing that hits the most is when you continuously think about the last few days before they left and realized that there was so much more you could have told them. There was so much more you could have done. So much more you wanted to do. So take this poem, take this podcast, take this moment to reevaluate the loved ones in your life. To really deeply consider when was the last time you told them you loved them? When's the last time you told them how important they are to you? When's the last time you had that conversation? I invite you to take that step forward and have that conversation today with somebody close to you. Share that love. Because the sad and beautiful reality of life is that you never know when things are going to happen. So be sure you make the best of the time you have now. On to the next poem. Your words are stones, breaking away my heart and soul, left feeling lost and alone after you left me for dead long ago. 
Why did you come back? Why did I open the door? Why do I feel this way knowing you cheated through your words? My mind tells me to cut you off, but my heart still yearns for you. Though the longer I keep you around, the more my heart will turn blue. When you ended things, I thought the pain would be temporary. I feel like I'm drowning in a cup of water and knowing I'm not allowed to feel this way. I don't hate you or regret our love. I hate that life makes it so hard to move on from the one who made me feel like I was finally enough. Okay. This poem was written to kind of validate that experience when something ends very badly and they end up coming back into your life. You go through an internal turmoil. It's kind of like a war between logic and emotion. where you'd want nothing more than to have them come back into your life as if nothing happened. But you know that if it's happened once already, it can happen again. It's in these moments where you learn more about yourself. You learn more about what's important to you. And you kind of learn more about your own self-importance. Is I, I'm I, I'm probably guilty of this as much as the next person. Sometimes you just don't feel like you're enough. Sometimes you walk around with your head on your shoulders, just looking down and wondering when you would amount to anything you wanted to amount to. You look at your dreams and think only about the distance between where you are and the final destination. It's a scary place to be in. But there are certain people out there who make you feel like you're enough. You can have anxiety, depression, and they look at you like you're completely normal. You can have insecurities. You can have things about you you don't like, but they just celebrate you the way you are. And it's a very beautiful thing. It's pure. But sometimes that, that feeling of being told you're enough by another person can turn into codependence. And the moment they break your heart, the whole world falls apart. Now imagine having the person who destroyed your world after building it up say they want to come back into your life. It's definitely one of the more scarier things to experience. Just stay safe out there. On to the next poem. The thought of you saying his name burns my soul. My heart aches every moment. I forget to let you go. 
but I have amnesia to the pain because the thought of your face brings me peace until I realize you went with him willingly. You slept with him willingly. You said his name willingly. Without a thought of me on your mind, yet you're always on mine. Maybe life just isn't fair. Maybe I shouldn't care. But that's never truly been me. I wrote this poem after a breakup. Just the thought of my then ex saying somebody else's name. Just the thought of her moving on and somebody else taking my place. It burned. That's an un that's an understatement. I'd stay up late nights and just nearly cry myself to sleep for days on end. I think what hurts the most for a lot of people is the realization that sometimes you can't move on while they're on to the next person within the same week. Their life continues while yours doesn't. Maybe that's what hurts the most because you realize even though it was real to you, it probably wasn't real to them. It's a painful feeling, a very, very, very painful feeling. But at the end of the day, it is something you have to feel. At the end of the day, it's part of that healing process to understand your situation and to not shy away from the reality. And the reality is that both people have to move on. It doesn't matter whose fault it was. It doesn't matter what the situation was. At the end of the day, both people have to move on. So you have to focus your best on healing yourself. Those last three lines, maybe life just isn't fair. Maybe I shouldn't care, but that's never truly been me. I was told about the, by the end of the relationship that I should not care that I should get to the point where I do not care about anyone's feelings, that I should just not care about emotions in general. But that's never been me. And I'm pretty sure that's not most people. <laughs> so it's okay to sit in those emotions. It's okay to feel the pain. But just make sure you make your attempt to continue moving forward whenever you get the chance. I know it's hard, but moving on is not necessarily the easiest part of the process, even though I kind of wish it was. <laughs> okay, on to the next. Let me go. I don't want to be known. I want to be the shadow I always was. I want to be in the background, lonely but at peace, without the pain to follow love. This poem is very similar to the previous one, but 
it kind of goes further as to exemplify the emotions of still being heartbroken and hurt while another person's attempting to enter your life. After a heartbreak, the perfect person can show up, but even if they're perfect, sometimes you're just not ready for that risk yet. You're not ready for the vulnerability. You're not ready for that jump. And I feel like that's one of the most, most human things to feel. It's just a natural healing process that one has to go through after a heartbreak. It's just everybody has their own pace. Okay, on to the next. It's weird to feel this numb. Years since the last time I was this cold, spring turned to winter. Leaves to snowflakes as my mind and heart collide. Explosions in the sky, kaleidoscope of colors, though I only see the monochrome finish to the canvas that is my life. Love. The brush to flake away the pesky specks of sand from this broken hourglass. I swear I'll fix it one day. So this poem introduced the aspect of time. Feeling numb is not... Is it, feeling numb is second to pain in a way that it sucks. Feeling numb really does suck. Especially when mentally you're in a position where logically you're ready to move on. But emotionally, it takes time. It's almost like a racehorse hyped up for a race only to have the opening gate remained closed even after the starting gunshot is fired i feel like it's worse than anxiety it's kind of like a weird antsy feeling but in the realization that it's hard to move on emotionally even though mentally you are prepared is a realization that sometimes you just have to wait for the right person to come along. Sometimes it isn't that you're not ready emotionally. Maybe sometimes it's just that what you used to be attracted to, what you used to want, isn't what you emotionally need anymore. Those last few lines, love the brush to flake away the pesky sand, specks of sand from this broken hourglass is to say that with the right person, with the right love, time can be fixed. Your broken heart can be fixed. But it's just a matter of finding the right one. Okay, on to the next. This one is one of the more unique ones in the fact that it's actually titled. <laughs> this poem is called Miss Tomorrow. I'm not perfect. My heart is aching. 
I keep looking towards my future, thinking that maybe one day I'll find you soon. Because the ice is creeping into my soul and I'm scared of being consumed. Show me how to love you. Show me that everyone before you wasn't love. Show me that love isn't pain and heartbreak. That love isn't anxiety and fear. Prove to me I haven't wasted all of these tears spent on what I thought was love all of these years. So probably an interesting segue from the previous one. But Miss Tomorrow, this poem, was written to that person of tomorrow. It was written to that mystery girl, my future, who I hopefully will end up with. <laughs> but in a grander scheme, it plays on that theme of the right love erasing all of the previous ones. Obviously, you know, if you find the right person, you're not going to you're not going to automatically forget all the heartbreaks. You live, you learn. But in my experience, or at least in my understanding and my exploration of this topic, in finding the right one, as I said in the previous poem or two, <laughs> in finding the right one, you kind of gain a new understanding of what love is to the extent that all of the previous experiences to that perfect love are nothing more than stepping stones to the day you found that person. So keep your chin up. That one day is right around the corner. <laughs> On to the next. Perhaps I shouldn't look into those eyes like I have before. Maybe you being in my life is less of a chance for me to be in pain. Maybe your soul and heart are the reason for my attempts to find a better life, to find a better love, to love myself even in vain. There is no reason to be how I am. There is no pain or trauma to be blamed. There is no reason why I should be this way. There is no reason at all. I've been through heartache. I've been through loss. I've been through pain. I've been through it all. But I shouldn't feel this way. I shouldn't be this way. I should open my heart and my arms and find more reason to be loving. I should find a reason to finally be me. Now this poem I wrote because there was a time in my life when I focused so much on finding love in general until I realized that the main and best way to combat my loneliness was less so to find another person to love me, but to find myself. When I say find myself, I would sit in bed for hours looking up at the ceiling, thinking. I would ask myself questions. I would see where I would want to be 10 years from the future, five years from the future, and I didn't lie to myself. 
I would find my insecurities and I would explore every single insecurity. And this went on for weeks. Every single day I would just lay in bed just thinking. Until one day it came to the point where I thought about everything so much that it started to show in my attitude. It started to show in my personality that I don't care anymore about what others think. Of course, there's a healthy balance. You should generally still think about your external image. You should still think about how you present yourself, how you treat others. But I didn't care how I seemed when being myself. I didn't care if I was loud. I didn't care if I talked a lot. I did not care about a lot of the insecurities I once thought I had. Because most of the time, the things you're insecure about are things people don't even notice. Finding yourself is less so finding that perfect answer. It's not so much finding a hidden personality. Finding yourself is finding a reason to love yourself. It's finding a reason to accept who you are and to accept the fact that you're not perfect. But it's in your lack of perfection that you become the perfect you. Okay, on to the final poem. I thought what we had was love. My heart fluttered to your name. The day grew warmer every time I saw your face. My soul glistened to your eyes' reflection. My body yearned for your company. I thought what we had was love, but the anxiety grew by the day just as I continued to see through your lies. Knowing you were in his bed, knowing this would be goodbye. I thought what we had was love, but now I'm realizing I was the only one. There's a different type of pit that grows in your heart when you realize towards the tail end of a relationship that you were the only one trying. It grows especially deep when you realize that the other person wasn't exactly faithful either. And the damage is deep. The damage goes beyond just a momentary heartbreak, that damage, it goes as deep as your soul. It goes as deep as to change how you love, change how you see the world. And it's terrifying. And people don't realize the fact that when they do that to another person, when they cheat, when they don't try, when they lead the other person on, they don't realize that they are siphoning away the other person's ability to love in the future. They are taking away that person's time, that person's energy. They are taking away from that person's life. And unfortunately, there are people out there who, even in realizing this, they don't care as long as they're happy. 
So I wrote this poem to validate those emotions. That when you do go through that breakup phase, when you do go through that point in time when you realize they aren't faithful, those emotions are real. Those emotions are strong and those emotions can bring you down and keep you there. But in light of those emotions, the only cure to a loss of love is to continue loving anyways. And I'm not talking about the person being unfaithful to you. In my opinion, you shouldn't even give them the time of day. But when I say that to heal lost love is to love even more, I mean to strengthen the bonds you already have, your family, your friends, to strengthen your own personal love. Because at the end of the day, as long as you love yourself, as long as you have the confidence in yourself, then there's nobody who can destroy you again. So here we are at the end of episode two. I want to thank you so much for listening. And again, if you want to explore more poetry, feel free to look up and follow on Numbers Poetry on TikTok and Instagram. But at the end of the day, I was serious about that homework. Every single morning, think about five reasons you should love yourself, five great qualities of yourself. I was serious about that. <laughs> if you ever get the chance, share the love, find the love within yourself, and just know things will get better. Not everyone's going to break your heart. There's going to be people out there who are going to hold your heart gently and treat you the way you deserve to be treated. So with that said, thank you again for listening to episode two. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day, and I'll see you next week.